0: Mike, there is an emergency.
1: Where is Tim? Oh, remember that wishing star that flew over Tokyo, Esten? I think Tim made a wish that he could swap bodies with someone who knows a lot about anime.
2: Hi, it's me, Tim. Uh, I'm inside a guy named Adam.
0: Tim, why would you do something so foolish?
2: I just wanted to see how an anime fan lived. Also, my wife is making me wash the dishes again. Sometimes when I have to do chores, I just switch bodies to get out of it.
0: That explains why I remember cleaning your bathroom.
2: Let's not make a big deal out of this. You guys can just pretend I'm a guy named Adam from Rochester, New York. And look, I, I really hope Adam doesn't mind if I finish off all his snacks.
3: Good morning! I'm not bad. we
2: just drawn that way. Houston, we have a problem. But why
3: big waters? I you not entertained! It's alive, it's alive. The like Welcome to Film
0: Logic, a movie podcast celebrating the past, present, and future with all the fandoms in between. We are part of the Retro Logic Network with other classic podcasts like Retro Logic, On Topic Retro, and Retro Groove. I'm oh, here, good. I'm joined here by Mike. And the other ghost, which actually has now been assimilated into the body of Adam, who we're happy to have on. Yeah, you
2: you know me. I'm always a man who's ready to take on the form of the head when it's (laughs) morphin' time.
0: And it's me, Solo Something, or Esten, the man who wants Asuna to notice him for once.
1: And, of course, it's Mike, whose favorite anime is Detective Pikachu.
3: Oh, so, man. What a crazy New Year's. All right, we're back.
0: Like we never yeah. left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all always celebrate the New Year's? Do y'all remember it?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That uh, I do indeed.
1: I, I go to my uh, wife's best friend's house. Um, mm. And we just eat, our, we eat so much food and chocolate and more food until we get very sick. <laughs> that's the
2: way to do it, man yeah. and, and Mike, I gotta say it, it feels pretty great Being back on a, a podcast with you And um, I'm glad to have met Esten So I'm really excited about this one
1: Did yeah, we Tim. know we have We have a special
2: guest Oh yeah, it's me <laughs> Adam, Adam it's me. The old Stone Cold <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, that's something Tim would say Perfect. I, yeah, that's because I am Tim, Mike. Did right? you hear
1: the the cold open? Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Adam. So, mm. Adam is the one who invented podcasts with me. <laughs> uh, they, they weren't a thing, and then we started talking about movies and life and things that were impossible to find and underappreciated and, well, after getting... 12 faithful listeners per podcast i think we reignited the podcast genre
2: yeah no for sure joe rogan watch out
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> joe rogan's like i'm way behind these guys
0: i just love the fact like before we like came on area y'all were talking about the podcast and what it, that y'all used to do and what it was and stuff and then i was like yeah what about this and then y'all looked it up and you're like oh my god how do we miss this disconnects to that that connects to this mm-hmm. disconnects to that and then, yeah, I was telling you all about something that should have been on that podcast. hundred
1: <laughs> percent. Like part of the world of I didn't know it. So <laughs> that, go, go into that, your podcast search bars and look up um, bottom shelf dreams and you'll yeah. find like 60 to 70 episodes <laughs> of, of a podcast where we just talk about things that no one remembers or just very underappreciated. And yeah. Aston did us a solid by bringing up a show, a cartoon that yes. existed alongside GI Joe and Transformers that no one in this room has ever heard of. Right,
2: right. That episode would have gotten us at least 13 listeners. I know, 13. Yeah, gotten
0: at least 13 people out there that have heard of visionaries <laughs> And I know at least of those 13, five can still say at least two or three of the poems, like I was saying, like, you know, she, the diving gale makes with these legs of a land I sail, the cheetah guy. I mean, I know people out there can say more of the poems, like I was saying. So there's got to be some of my faithful followers out there that actually say, oh, I remember Visionaries. I loved it. And so they're out there. Come see me.
1: You're starting a support group. It's sort of like AA, but it's VA. Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. Exactly. (laughs) At the risk of hijacking this podcast in the bottom shelf dreams, let's. uh, What do What do we What do we got on the docket here, Mike?
3: Uh,
1: I'm so glad. So this is January, aka Janime. We've never done Janime before, but apparently Japan makes movies that are animated, and we should talk about them. We should. Before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been watching. It's mm. been a good, solid two, two and a half weeks since mm-hmm. we were all together. So it's probably been a lot. I will go first. Um, so there's, there's this blog that I talk about every so often. It's called The Editing Room. And it's just a bunch of, like, sarcastic jokesters that make, um, like, Cliff Notes versions of movies and also mm. make fun of them. So... I have an opportunity to write for them. Um, they wanted to read, they wanted me to make a, a pretend script for that uh, Amy Adams movie, woman in the window that kind of came out during COVID.
2: Yeah.
3: And, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's not that good. And I was able to harsh that movie pretty good in my script. It's like a pretend script that goes through the whole film. And they said it's, it's very hard to get into this blog because they might not think you're funny. But they gave me an opportunity to write it. And if they accept me, I might be able to be a writer on this and make Ooh. upwards to $30 a month. Whoa. Hey. Uh, I Whoa. Know. Yeah. Good I luck. know
0: Keep us posted.
1: Yeah, man. Yes. Oh, I'll be sharing links like no man's business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now we have, I wanted to see a creepy movie mm. with my wife, Lynn, and someone told me that The Menu, starring Ralph Fiennes, mm. was supposed to be funny and scary.
0: I remember seeing this advertised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was neither funny nor scary, but it was very, very creepy. <laughs>
3: So,
2: was, it, was it violent? I, I get the feeling that it was like pretty gory. I, don't,
0: well, I got the feeling it was going to be like a psychological thriller more than actually mm. like, you know, slash the guts open and just, you know, yeah. and floss with the intestines.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, both of you are right in a way. Um, mm. It's about this, about 12, like very rich, prestigious people going on an island to meet the world famous chef. And he serves like a seven, eight course meal. And each course of the meal gets like a little bit weirder and a little bit more dangerous. Like the first one is like, oh, you know, here's here's some French, you know, things I can't pronounce, and then (laughs) (laughs) and then by the third course, like he brings out a He, he brings out a guy, like one of his like one of the chefs in the kitchen, and he just like berates him. And then, you know, the chef does something very, very morbid. And they're like, oh, that was the third course. And The fourth course is all of you have to run away while my chefs have to catch you. And, like, it just gets crazier and crazier. And the whole movie is symbolism about, um, you know, the rich and prestigious class and how they make um, people out to be idols and how people can get so full of themselves, especially chefs. And, uh, you know, how it differs from like the lower class who just wants to have a good meal and just have a good time and how they're like the innocent ones.
0: Does he actually, does Ralph Fine's character in the movie, does he smoke like a cigarette? Um, no, he
1: hates smoking because it ruins the food.
0: Oh, oh that's so interesting because, you know, I watch a lot of Food Network and it seems like I, I've noticed it seems like all these like prestigious chefs and all the, I've just noticed like a lot of these chefs they seem like they all like to smoke. And so I'm just like, I'm just wondering. So, you know, you see him like mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes at times, and so I was just wondering if Ralph Fine's character, like, true to art, like, he mm-hmm. smokes a cigarette. Because I hear it's a high-stress thing, so. Oh, this movie
1: was very stressful. Oh, yeah? With each with each meal, they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to get darker and darker.
0: Does it get, terrible. like, Indiana Jones? Like, is it, like, monkey brains?
1: No, it's like food you actually might want to try. Okay. Um, but, but you won't want to try like the last six meals because those all
3: involve death and uh, murder and suicide. and
0: You can almost parlay that to transition to your next movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost yeah. a food and almost something you wouldn't want to eat. Yes. Yeah, so right. right.
3: Speaking of
1: things that if you eat, he- you would die. If you ever ate a glass onion. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Would not go well with you. <laughs> no. Um.
2: I also just a quick aside before we go into the glass ending, because this is I do want to hear your review for it. But um, how come Ralph Fiennes has just made a career out of being a villain? You know, like he's because he's right like, because he's Voldemort. He's um the camp commandant or whatever in uh what is it uh that the Holocaust movie what was it um you know what I'm talking about. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yeah. Schindler's oh, List, yeah.
3: wow. Okay.
2: And uh, and then obviously he's Voldemort, and now he's like this crazy psycho chef. That's funny. He
0: uh, has he has one movie where he's actually a good guy that actually got, he's actually got acclaim for. Uh, The English Patient.
1: Okay. Well, I was gonna okay. say the only yeah. movies I saw him in is he played Luther, the reformer of the Christian Church. And he he played, uh, he did like a claymation video where he was Jesus.
0: Oh, oh, and we can't forget, he's the new, uh, you know, head of, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, of James Bond's outfit there. The John um, yeah. blank of uh, M- MI6. Yeah, M-I yeah six.
1: MI6. Oh, oh, right, right. I was going to yeah. say. He, he's not James Bond.
3: No, no, no. no, no. no.
1: He's the uh-huh. new M who replaces
2: Judi Dench. Uh-huh, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, anyways, the glass onion. Speaking of James Bond.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. That is a great segue. It is. So, all of my friends were like, oh, have you seen Glass Onion? Oh, you know. Oh, such an ending. Such an ending. Oh, blow you away. You mind if I spoil it for you? So, I, you know, I had to watch. Me and and Lynn had to watch it off out of necessity because someone Mm. was going to spill the beans. Uh oh. Yes. And. I have, to, I have to say, like I did not expect that theme, that that taste, that the, like they totally took a a different turn on like the whole feel of you know because it's, it's based on the sequel, The Knives Out. So yeah. I thought you know they were just gonna up up the the, the script and the stakes of Knives Out. Uh-huh. They kind of went in a totally different direction. And I know what you're thinking. Rain Johnson would never take a sequel and make it totally different. But he did. Um, Glass Onion is about Edward Norton owning an island and everyone on that island wanting to kill him because he's a blackmail artist. And he's kind of like an Elon Musk. But like... Mm. I don't know. I want to really insult Elon Musk with the next sentence, but yeah, that you know with that big
2: uh, Tesla contract coming in, so we can't. We got to be careful. <laughs> I know.
1: Speaking of glass onions, have you written <laughs> the new Tesla? <laughs> it runs on onions. No.
0: Although side note. Oh, uh, side Wait. note. Uh, though I heard about, like somewhere in the pocket, I have heard that the Teslas. Our one drawback to it is, if you actually have to run the actual uh, heat, uh, you have to be very careful because your heat uh, will uh, has to run off of the electric to uh, you know to heat your car. And if you run the heater, you drain the battery faster. So it can actually make for a cold ride in the in a uh, yeah, that's cold. That's why way.
1: Tesla people are so cold.
0: Yeah, drains yeah. <laughs> battery faster if you run the heat wide open. That's so. Funny. Do I
1: recommend glass onion? Speaking mm. of elon Musk yeah I, I, it was a good ride, you know, I'm always worried about those those movies where they're mm. they're gonna go in such a weird direction, and like I'm not going to be able to understand like the motivation behind the characters but i I think I was able to I think you know everything went in a good direction, and you know the cliche it'll never be as good as the first one well that's that's sort of true here too, but it. It's still an enjoyable date night movie, nice. And it's on Netflix, and everyone owns Netflix, so if you need something to do, watch it. And right. Daniel Daniel Craig is adorable, so
3: oh, he delivers.
0: That's good. <laughs> and yeah, Dave
1: Bautista does not do a single power bomb on anyone.
2: Boo! I know. Really?
0: He does not go like yes. Yeah, show no muscles, nothing. No
1: manhandling, no. nothing. Huh?
0: All, all he is in that movie is sexist which is totally different from his character, I hope, in real life. Yeah, if you ever get to see, uh, if you want to see him, he actually did, uh, you know, Running with Bear Grylls Wild. There's mm-hmm. actually an episode where he actually had Dave Batista come out and, you know, they go through their little physical challenges and Dave talks about his upbringing and how, you know, his mom raised him and the kind of environment he had to grow up in. He is a super cool guy. I mean, he's a super cool guy. I would encourage anybody who wants to know, like, what is Dave Batista like? To go watch that episode. I mean, Ooh. it really is very He's a, he's a very <coughs> humble guy.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued. Also, yeah. another guy who's been in a Bond movie as a villain. That is exactly. true. Exactly. Yeah. From all the connections.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um,
1: that Glass Onion is just 007 too.
0: <laughs> the, um, the, the ideas that ended up on the cutting room floor were put together in a movie. Exactly, <laughs>
2: yeah. exactly. Mike, I, I gotta ask though: Does Evolution come out like Ric Flair and Randy Orton, and do they <laughs> they help Batista fight
1: crime? You know, there's not enough money in this world that I would not spend on a murder mystery with all ex-pro wrestlers.
0: <laughs> yeah. You could probably get Ric Flair. He's in that, uh, what is that? That OxyClean or whatever that 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 clean commercial now with uh iced tea, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, You can get him, come out, yeah, he's yeah, he's one oh, of the other gigs, I,
3: as, as I the wealthy, that.
1: the wealthy heir,
0: yeah, Woo. yeah. Someone's gonna kill me. I am the man, Woo. you know what that means, baby.
3: <laughs> Woo! Woo.
0: What's it oh, jet flying yeah. limousine riding, kissing Steven and dealing, and <laughs> son of a gun? Yeah. I'm just imagining the
2: killer's like trying to find Rick Flair and he's like hiding and he like Triple H has got his hand over his mouth. And Rick's like, I gotta do it, Triple H. I gotta do it. Woo! And then the killer finds him. Yeah. <laughs> he can't hold us up in for his own good.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, like I said, like I would pay triple for that ticket. Oh, man. That's great. That's, that's better than that movie where Triple H is a bus chaperone.
3: God, yeah.
0: I don't know that um, movie. I haven't seen much Triple H movies. Uh, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
2: Well, that's good. Well, Glass Onion, two thumbs up?
1: Um, One one thumb and like half a knuckle, I guess. <laughs>
0: fair enough, fair enough so yeah like I'm glad it's on Netflix and actually own Netflix, one of those type yeah. movies
2: yeah, that's good that's good well eston what you uh, what have you been watching i'm I'm excited i i wanna i've been on the edge of my seat for this uh for this
0: review. oh, hope I can deliver yeah, hope it's not like a, a two sentence review I'll try and like <laughs> give it give it juice and- it was good, yeah, like get a hearty <laughs> sandwich mm yeah yeah willow um and actually, I would say if you get go to watch the series, um you could potentially watch the series um what I've seen so far, um you know the series not over. you could watch the series, and you could enjoy it without having watched the movie, the original movie, mm. but um, I would say definitely it's very uh fan servicey in the way that like there are winks and nods um if you've seen the first movie because it brings back a lot of the characters from the first movie. Mm. um and Bill so get, um he has not come back yet um they actually have uh there's one episode where they have uh that they do bring in uh a person trying to imposter uh being mad martigan and um it's actually uh actually did a double take and i was like is that no way and it's actually it's christian slater and, oh yeah wow and,
3: yeah
0: and so um unless my eyes deceive me and um but, yeah, so actually – and he's actually – he plays a part of actually some guy that's actually, like, was uh, um, best buds with, and fight alongside Mad Martigan. Then Mad Martigan even said, this guy's even madder than me. And so <laughs> he to actually have a lot of fun with that role. And, um, you know, so you actually get the um, – you got the uh, the brownies are back. Um, mm. and you got uh, Portia back. And of course, Willow is there. Um, I would say there are points in the show where you you almost, at least I almost feel like the show is trying to discover itself as it's going along. And what I mean by that is there are uh, parts in the episode where they have music that is real, like like almost like rock, death metal type music, and <laughs> then it will transition to like some kind of like um like um uh, what's word I'm looking for here um not really like a celtic music but more of um of that kind of vein of music and then mm-hmm. other times it actually is um you know more of kind of like more instrumental music so the music is really kind of like, at times i feel like will be all over the place in an episode and so to me i feel like they're trying to like find the way on the soundtrack feel they want to adopt um mm-hmm. You know, which of course none of that was actually in the movie. Um, so it's trying to maybe define its own identity as it's going along. Um, I do find at times that some of the episodes it feels like the takes are a little bit hard. Like time wheeler would get done talking, it immediately like cut and then you'll all of a sudden be at some place different. And it just seems I don't know, maybe it's just my perception of it. Um you know, I'm sure there's some people that would come out behind me and say, I don't see anything wrong with it. But I just feel like some of the takes are really hard and almost fixed. And, and it happens so much to me that I almost feel like some of the episodes, like they're they're trying to stay on schedule. And then it just seems like some of the episodes, like it just seems like they are like really rushed to hash out the plot line with that they need to do within this episode. And it just seems like they have sometimes has a very quick pace to it in the episode. But. um I will say as far as like being a fan of the original movie with this series, um, I feel like something's still missing there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm continuing to watch it and I'm enjoying it for what it is. But, I, you know, I'm going to be honest unto myself. For me, in my taste, I just feel like there's something. And I've talked to some other people in real life that have had the same opinion that they felt the same, that there's just something that's just really missing there. And they can't quite put their finger on it. The X factor as far as like what is missing to really push the st- push the show up into, like, Mandalorian status, or push the show up into uh-huh. Andor status, and there's just something that's missing there. Mm. But, um... Probably a lightsaber. The old <laughs> razz-dazzle. Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, it just... I guess, you know, of course, a lot of people say, you know, well, of course, Mad Mardigan is missing in there. But, um... But I don't know. I, and it's not like I'm trying to hold on to the old movie and say like, oh, you know, you got to have this person, and this person, and that person, and this person. And it has to be the same kind of plot line, same kind of symmetry, you know, symmetry about itself and everything. No, I'm not looking for Willow, the movie made into a series now. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for something different. But, um, you know, I would say if you if you haven't watched it yet, I would say definitely give it a go. Because, you know, if you like the movie, you you will find some pleasure in watching this series um but if you like the movie a lot i will say you probably will not find like definitely the series to be like you know uh a series that you are definitely saying oh what night is it a new episode premieres it might be more of like you'll be like a series of like oh okay yeah let me make sure for that like, you know for this time next week i catch that episode
3: mm-hmm. nice well, that's and, good. Um, i mean mm-hmm.
0: go ahead
2: oh i was gonna say that that's good because you know like i i wouldn't want it to be uh you know, a shot-for-shot shot remake of the movie. So uh, it sounds like they're trying to be inspired by it and trying to forge their own path, mm-hmm. which is good.
0: Yeah, and and then Willow. I mean, he like <laughs> in one of the episodes. Like Willow actually kind of like. I mean, I don't know how spoilery you want to get. Here. It's not too much of a spoilery, I guess. But this uh, like in one of the episodes, like Willow actually like reflects back on the actual. I mean, I, th- I think he's kind of drunk when he's doing it because in the scene they're actually drinking <laughs> I don't know, they're drinking mead. They're drinking some kind of concoction, um, and in that episode, he actually reflects back to um, you know, the kid that's in the uh the Spider Man movies, um with uh Toby and he's uh, he ref- reflects back with him and he's telling him, Oh yeah, you know, everyone thinks like I'm this great magician, you know, and, and basically all I did was I got lucky. I got one good shot and I got lucky, and my best luck so far has been that no one has found out that basically I got lucky from that one thing. So it's almost like Willow was built up to be this great magician, but yet he actually is not really a, a great magician, but yet at the same time, he is as Alora Dannon is in the movie as a grown-up now, grown-up girl, and she finds out that she is Laura Dannon. She comes to realize this, because apparently she's been raised under this kind of alias, and she doesn't know she says, this, this, this is the Alora Dannon. And they're trying to avoid a prophecy, is what the whole series is about, of coming mm-hmm. true. And Willow has his visions that he sees what happens to Laura Dannon and stuff, and so he's trying to teach her magic so she can kind of, like, uh, save herself, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um. And the actual, and so um, you do learn some background story, like the um, can't remember the character, the character's name, but in the movie he wore that uh, he was the uh, wore that skull um, helmet, and you oh. find out, mm. yeah, and you find out that he had a tribe that he founded. Um, he had like several offspring, like a lot. I think he had like seven or nine <laughs> kids, and you actually get to meet some of the kids in this series and stuff. Mm. And so it's actually. Um, so I mean, there's, there's a lot of room for growth to, like, you know, to to write story arcs and be be its own self and be its own identity. And mm. um, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely it's not like definitely not the the movie remade or anything like that. Yeah. Um You know, I'm, I'm probably as the series goes on, there's a lot more opportunity for that kind of like it to find its feet, find its direction, and find its identity. For me to feel more like, okay, now I feel like okay, it's found, you know, that that X factor, and I feel like okay, now I can kind of really say, oh, this is getting really, really good. And so uh-huh. but um but for me, I mean it's it's one I'm enjoying watching, but it's one I'm not like definitely making sure that I'm I'm in front of it that night ready to watch it like I was like you know, like Andor <laughs> or Mandalorian. Yeah,
1: holding your flags, really? your willow flag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not so much. He talked minoke. <laughs> well, apparently there's three books that were made by Lucas and Chris Claremont, the writer of the X-Men comic books. And each book is like 300 pages long. And so there's, and they didn't use, I don't think they used anything from those books because they were, uh they were lauded as like horrible and very boring. And just you, exp- like I'm part of a podcast that actually goes through horrible books.
3: Uh-huh. Mm.
1: And, um, they they kind of voted this like the worst book ever written um so really yeah so i don't know i i like uh i have a a strange relationship with fantasy i really want to like fantasy but i don't want to like anything that's cool right now so i thought yeah willow doesn't seem too cool maybe maybe he's on the bottom shelf
0: Mm. yeah i would say he's probably not bottom shelf i mean this you know, I mean, it's got some, it's got some gloss to it. I mean, it's definitely w- well done. I mean, this is not like, yeah, I mean, it's not budget, but um, I don't know, It just needs to like uh, and as I, I just need to get going faster. I mean, it's uh, so, but it's you know, it it some series, you know, take a whole season to get going. I think I saw that actually has got uh stamped go for launch for a second season, and so um, so I mean, it's it's got time.
3: I like the legs.
1: idea of uh, hard rock music, and I envisioned like a fight scene with like Metallica's "Enter Sandman" <laughs> playing. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what song that was that we're playing. That was like that, that was in like uh, last ep- next last episode I watched. Yeah, that was a uh, uh, one that introduced Christian Slater. Yeah, oh, the,
3: was. The, the bodies at oh. the floor. the oh. bodies at the floor.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't Nin. So, I don't, yeah, it wasn't like they were doing, like, nine-inch nails or nothing like that. So, yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like um, anything I recognized. But, anyways, the the other show I've been watching, if you get Paramount Plus and you're looking for something other than Yellowstone to watch, um, is uh, Tulsa King. And Sylvester Stallone has um, done this series. And uh, he plays, actually, this uh, mobster guy who's actually been in jail. And, um, he gets out of jail and when he gets out of get, jail, he actually has, to, um, goes and sees like kind of the, the crime Lord or the boss of the mafia. And, uh, you know, he gets told, you know, thank you for doing what you did and for your service that you did. However, you know, we really can't have you around here. And so we're going to have to send you out someplace. And, you know, so they end up sending him like to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he gets pissed about it, but he heads out there and then when he gets out there um he starts forming his own like kind of crew and starts getting things going and it kind of invites some comedy because like you know he he gets there and he goes to like this uh the taxi driver this this black guy and this black young black kid and he's a taxi driver and he's driving him from the airport and he's like just take me to whatever hotel and the taxi driver starts talking to him and he's like you know so you a gangster, huh and stuff like that and he's like he starts you know Sylvester Stallone was plays the character, his name's Dwight, and he's like talking to him about like, you know, trying to school this kid as far as like, you know, I'm not really a gangster and stuff like that. And and in turn, he actually uh starts actually like uh taking on this kid. <coughs> and this kid becomes like his driver. And so mm-hmm. and then he actually comes up to this actually like uh this like weed place with actually this like, weed bar where you can go and buy weed and you know, have it, <laughs> you know, and stuff. And so he actually uh, goes in there and, and he roughs up some of the guys there and he actually decides to incorporate this weed bar into this place and the guy who owns it is just this to- like like consummate like you know nerdy guy that like with glasses and then the darkish hair and actually like uh I should say nerdy guy more like kind of the, the kind of like techie stoner guy is but more of a description and um you know special stone was like I can provide you protection and you know take and you know so the feds don't raid you because he's keeping all this money in the safe and um so he gets that guy on his crew, and then he goes to like this bar, and um, an actor I like a lot, um, Garrett Hedlund, and um, he takes on uh, Garrett Hedlund. You know, gets him off, makes him an offer. So he gets his crew together, and he starts making a name for himself. And then the local gang that is there actually starts getting wind of it, and they're not too big and keen on like you know how he's cutting into some of the actual stuff that's going on. So they start making a hit on him and. He actually goes end up going to this, uh, this the bar that the Garrett Hedlund character owns and runs as part of the crew, and they're having some uh, bachelorette night, and one of the girls that's there, one of the one the, the is uh is being shaffoned, almost like shaffoned by like a, a woman, and he starts talking to her, and she, you know they strike up a good conversation, which ends up like you know they go back to the room, and there's no nudity in the series, but they end up like you know consummating uh you know whatever they have going on that night and she starts talking to him and she's like (laughs) it's funny because she's like you know so small talk stuff here and she's like well you know where was such and such and what were you doing such and such and he's like wow why don't you just go and ask me you know where i was at when jfk got shot she goes where were you at he goes you know i was a senior in high school she goes <laughs> you're joking right she said no she goes how old are you and he says his real age and she's like oh my god and she's like she finds out that she's like i think like 20 years younger than him and she's like and she runs and she takes off and um and then she goes to like her work where she's actually an ATF agent and she finds out the next day they actually the ATF wants this guy being watched so that's the character and so now she's at like kind of a juxtaposition because now she's made out with this guy and um and so as the series goes on, they actually have some kind of working friendship. And and um, and then it's, and so they actually start communicating and trading information um, because at the same time, she's after this rival gang that's after him. And um, and I'm kind of giving it like, kind of a quick rundown on it. But it actually has, I mean, it's got some language in it. it does, with no nudity, but it does have some language in it. But however, I mean, it definitely has a, I'm enjoying it, the story of it because I feel it's real written for a story. And mm. um, in the last episode I watched, the actual uh, the main mafia guys that are back home on the East Coast, they actually catch wind as far as like, what all he's doing and stuff. And they're not too keen on it. And so they actually are coming out to meet up with him. And so this last episode that's coming next episode that's coming up is like a season finale. And it's going to be this big showdown between the actual so the local gang, the gang that's festive thone is formed, and actually this um you know the, the mafia part that he actually is trying to get away from. And so it's uh and so it's quick rundown uh, elevator pitch, but it's actually um I mean if you're looking for like a, a series with a like a, a good story um aside from you know some vulgarity in it. Then um there's a lot of F bombs here and there at times. A lot of F bombs there at times. I mean it is it is a good written story. And uh-huh. um and Sebastian Stone does really well. I mean he, he the guy he can act. I mean I know there's a lot of action stuff, you know, and uh, but it, the guy can act and so and again like I said it's got Garrett Hedlund in it, and I really like that actor a lot. And so um so I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Like I said it's got one one episode left to go in the season.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: I'm sold. I love me some Sylvester Stallone.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he does really good. I mean, and uh I mean, he's got some good comedy in it. I mean, he's like, he's like hard nosed, no nonsense guy, but at the same time, I mean, he's likable. I mean, he actually like he's got some. It has some good comedy moments. There's sometimes where they actually, you know, the guy that I talk about that runs that marijuana store. He's like, well, I want to go to your distributor, and so they go out meet up with the distributor guy, and then like he invites him to have some. um was it some guava guava jelly I think is what it was no apricot jelly that's what it is apricot jelly and yeah. then he, the guy's like oh you gotta try this apricot jelly the guy that runs the marijuana place and um sylvester's like you know what's up with it and he goes just put it on your on the crackers and stuff it's really good and so he starts eating it and he starts eating it, and he's like you yeah, know this stuff really is good and then like he goes yeah yeah i know it's really good he goes what is in this he goes no it's just uh apricots and a little of our stuff and then sh- after that it shows him like driving back. And or the black guy driving him back. And actually, Sylvester Stone's playing a scene where he's actually, he is high as a kite.
3: And so it's, <laughs> and so it's just
0: into it. And then, it's so, then it shows like an actual ongoing thing with this uh, with this apricot jelly. In this last episode, they're at the bar and, and Garrett Hedlund, who owns a bar, you know, they're sitting there at the table and they're all th- four of them sitting there talking. And then Sylvester, the uh, stoner shop owner, and then his his supplier sitting there and there's like they're talking about what they're gonna do for this rival gang and how they're gonna take them on and then they're like, Say, did you bring in that apricot jelly? And he goes, Yeah, I got it. Oh right. And then Garrett chimes in and says, What's up with this apricot jelly? He goes, Oh man, trust me, you just wait tomorrow morning, you're gonna feel right as rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
2: Well and um no that, that sounds really great. Um, yeah, it's
0: good. It's it is a real good series. I mean, it's if you should like Sylvester Stallone, I would say it's it's worth watching. Worth a
2: watch. Worth a watch. Nice. Well, if, uh, well, go ahead, Mike.
1: I was going to say he's also in this Prime video called Samaritan, where he plays a superhero like a crime I've fighter. I've not seen
3: that yet. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, apparently it's didn't do so well. It got a five point <laughs> seven out of ten. Oh no!
2: <laughs> but, oh no! Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it is. It is what it is. He's got Tulsa
0: King to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um.
2: So- mm-hmm. Go ahead, Adam,
1: you've you've never shared with us before on this segment, so we we yeah. totally blindsided you. But I do know one movie you've seen,
3: and <laughs> yeah, I mean, Avatar.
1: Yeah, I I so- saw it in IMAX 3D. I mean, I got
2: a I got a couple of things um I can run through pretty quick, and also Avatar pretty quickly, but, I mean, I I will preface with saying that I didn't see the first Avatar movie before I saw this one, but you don't need to worry about it, because they recap the entirety of the first movie for 45 minutes at the beginning of this one, so, hold on to your seats for that. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the movie, don't get me wrong, it's absolutely beautiful, and it's, the the animation quality is Know bar none, like the the water animation is um, was really just uh, mind blowing, and they James Cameron does this trick where they uh, increase the um, the frame rates on in the action oh. sequences. Something so in our and, group was complaining about that. Um, so it's really cool when you see it the first couple times, but when it gets kind of sustained for like longer than five. Like five to 10 minutes, you get a headache pretty quick. Oh, um, really? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, about. Well, and, and the problem is that, like, the movie is three hours long. So, you're constantly seeing this, like, fed up frame rate, especially if you're watching it in 3D. About halfway through the movie, I had to take my glasses off because I was, like, I was getting, like, headaches and dizzy. Um, yeah. Because it's, like, a little faster than normal. But, you know, the the plot is just so. To me, it was just generic. Like, it wasn't it didn't feel special it was like oh it took you know 10 15 years to make this movie and this is the the best plot you can come up with and um this is kind of like a minor spoiler but you you f- you find out within the first like couple of minutes really quick but they kind of just reuse the same villain from the first one and it's just like ah uh, okay there's i don't know it just was it just felt it didn't have the old razzle dazzle like there's there's a lot it's kind of like all flash and no substance and it was just to me at least it was disappointing and um yeah i mean it's just if you're if you want to see incredible visuals in cgi and animation it's worth going to go see it just for that but don't hold your breath for (laughs) anything you know don't, don't
0: expect citizen kane (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no, it's we referenced that movie on the yeah. show saying that Citizen King yeah that's like yeah 'cause i I watched the first avatar, and I was a mm. I was a fan of it. I mean, the technology was phenomenal yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful sure. film, I mean everybody says mm. that beautiful film, beautiful film story wise um I mean, I enjoyed the story, and so I mean I, I've said it on a prior episode, you you know, so yeah, <laughs> I' yeah <laughs> I won't bored listeners with it i mean i I enjoyed the story i mean it's you know, I mean, do I think it's like you know? the best story oh my god this is i've never seen this one this was like the first time i ever saw jurassic park come out i was like oh my god i've never seen this before no it was not like that kind of a story plot line but the um as far as like you know i've talked to some of the people around here that i that i hang with that have seen avatar 2 you know and i'm a guy when i talk to you in person i'm like you know you can you can tell me the spoilers i don't don't mind you know i'll still see the film and so i kind of know how they what they've done and you know how they brought back the main villain and stuff like that and so knowing that I've kind of been like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm siding on the side of that side of the fence of saying, yeah, I mean, for it to take 10 or 15 years for them to come out with part two, it's all technology driven then, that time frame. I'm just like, because like the plot line, I'm like, I mean, I I feel like I could have wrote that on a cocktail napkin and been like, here you go. There you go. Right. Exactly. Story. Run it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I
1: mean, does the water find a way? I mean, that's all I want to (laughs) know. They... Somehow
2: <laughs> managed to say the title twice in the movie. So if that gives you any indication for how good the movie is, they say the literal title of the movie twice.
0: Uh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm expecting when I go to see this movie, I'm, I'm not going to be like sitting there, you know, like on the edge of my seat with a, well, I don't eat popcorn, but on the edge of my seat with whatever and just being like, you know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, holy! Me. I mean, no, I'm, I'm expecting you to see like a beautiful film, and I'm probably going to walk out saying, like, most people I've I've read on Discord are saying, and, and other people are saying, you know, it's like, oh, it was, it was a beautiful film. But yeah, they're right. not saying, like, you know, oh, my God, you know, this was like, this is the aliens to alien. I mean, it is just <laughs> right. like, what a roller coaster ride, baby. I mean, lightning did strike twice. I mean, no.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it's a little tough. And, yeah, no, it, like I said, yeah, see it for the visuals. Um, don't expect Terminator two.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, people are like, there's no one sitting on the fence of this movie. They either loved right, it or they were just like, eh. Yeah, and the only other the non
2: spoiler thing that um I can talk about this movie and that kind of like irked me in a, a weird way was that like all the humans in this movie. They all just have like generic like American accents. And then there's this one character in the movie that for no reason has a violently Australian accent. For no reason. <laughs> like, you know, like good I die Might, Shrimp on the Barbie, the whole nine, and he's like the only one with this accent. And I'm like,
0: okay like why why is this guy australian going around with this australian accent talking about yeah. like yeah all the ones are saying what are we going to do today and he's like see i can't even help do it and it bled in right there what are you going to do today yeah,
3: yeah exactly it, <laughs> yeah it, yeah well why are you talk so about right
0: now i'm going to sit down here and sit down in this chair and just think about it all
2: <laughs> yeah it's just so it's just so jarring it's like yeah. why okay
0: <laughs> yeah it's
2: fine um but I'll go at it yeah right <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and you know, I I do want to try to be, uh, you know, I want to try and be po- as positive about it as I can. But you know, yeah, it's it's pretty. The the plot's generic. The the visuals are incredible. So yeah, go see it for that. Um, and a, a couple of things that I'm watching. And uh, Mike, uh, I know you talked about the Glass Onion, and I, I definitely feel like mm-hmm. the Knives Out uh, series so far is you know I would say is the top shelf. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for Something on the bottom shelf, Mike. Um, Always. A movie that came out this year called See How They Run, um, which is pretty ah, similar. Yes. Which is pretty similar in that it's uh, uh, like a whodunit sort of mystery thriller. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's as bottom shelf as you can be with like actors like Adrian Brody and uh, Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell. Um but uh it's it's really uh it it's definitely a little bit more lighthearted and it's more uh it's very kinda like British straight kind of dry humor. Mm-hmm. And um it's not and I, I you know, I don't want to say that Ryan Johnson is pretentious, but he can be pretentious sometimes with his <laughs> with his movie plots. Um this one's like a pretty straightforward whodunit, done it, right down to the fact that they straight up just use an Agatha Christie uh story. Um yeah and yeah it's 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 on hbo i believe and it's it's a good time you know and it's not you know it's i think What's it's the just name over. It? see how they run
0: okay and it's on um, hbo max
2: hbo max it came out this yeah. year it's it's just over an hour and a half yeah. um easy watching and yeah it's it's good it's it's worth a it's worth a watch um and I, it's directed uh by um tom george who's kind of like a he doesn't have you know a massive um filmography i think he he I think he's mostly known for um like music videos or whatever mm-hmm. um <laughs> but um this is definitely like a, a a foray for him as as um yeah it's it, i'm excited to see what other stuff that he's gonna do but um yeah so that that was really good and then um i've also picked up watching um uh
0: jack ryan uh the oh yeah oh i forgot yeah. name I always get jack ryan and yeah. jack reacher mixed up i finished, yeah, right. finished the whole season of jack ryan what'd you think
2: um i'm so i had i started watching the first season back when it was coming out and then i kind of put it down and forgot about it so i was like oh, mm-hmm. i should go back and watch that so i watched the first and second season so far, and I've just started into the third season and you know i i, I love it it's it's good so far i i like um i think like everything that they bring to the table i think john Krasinski, um he he just he he always somehow manages to nail the kind of uh, he kind of just brings a, a certain level of like humanist to all the characters that he plays. I know that's kind of
0: like obvious because he's like he's a human being, but yeah,
3: um, yeah. He,
2: you know, like when he's an great,
0: Yeah, He exactly he like, about to say, yeah, he, he brings that everyman character to the characters he plays, and somehow right. you can you can you can see yourself in him somehow. Exactly, yeah.
2: exactly, yeah. exactly, and yeah, no, I think he's I think he's great. I mean, I I know he gets you know most of his praise for the the office but you know he's he's great in this and you know he's uh he's definitely um broadening his horizons into definitely the action um the action genre and yeah mm-hmm. this was good good writing um yeah very I, good it, writing yeah it's uh and i love how they brought back
0: watch. i don't know what episode you're on yet but they actually bring back somebody from season two into season three and uh mm-hmm. and actually have some have, and introduce it in a very comedic way and i uh, have a fun time with it and uh and so it actually is uh one of jack ryan's like uh the least person that he would expect to surface back up
3: and oh, Palpatine. uh help team
0: yeah oh. and it was uh no <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh and it's actually yeah, it's really good how they do it and uh yeah i love that series i actually i actually i can't forget i can't believe i didn't write that one i actually binge watched that series when it when the season came out i finished it in one week and uh mm. yeah because i was actually I've, I've always because every season i was like okay i don't know how they're going to like you know how they're going to do it you know and and keep it captivating you know what, what's the plot line this time but yeah they the writers for that show they they, they keep it going they keep it going and um and they still make a good dynamic duo um jack and um what's his uh the guy that he works alongside i can't greer. Think of his name. yeah greer yeah yeah they do a really good job as far as playing mm-hmm. off of each other mm. and oh for uh, sure and this there's yeah. a good comedy in this one too and As far as uh it's a yeah, scene yeah. if you haven't got to it yet where he's like he makes a break for it, Jack Ryan's character. And he makes a break for it and he's like running and the guy that's helping him out is uh is sitting at like a at a at a cafe table and I'm not gonna ruin any more of the scene for it until you get to <laughs> it. But it's very comedic what happens. <laughs> Beautiful.
2: I can't wait. Yeah, I'm on the second I'm on the second episode of uh the third season. So I think I just I I I think I met the guy that you're talking about from the, the first season, the uh I forgot his get the ball head <laughs> guy? Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah. but uh, yeah so yeah good stuff it's it's good yeah. so you know if you have if you have h or it's on amazon so if you have amazon, amazon. definitely check it out
0: he does really well in that, that role yeah i mean i, I don't think he got that role cuz of uh 13 hours or, yeah. or you know if that, that yeah. parlayed into that but yeah he does really well there yeah
2: or mm-hmm. uh, a quiet place
0: yeah yeah, which he, God, I can't believe he, he wrote that. I'm like, my God! And then he wrote the second one. I'm like, oh man, please tell me write the third one. Please write the yeah, third right. one. Right,
2: <laughs> it's good. Right, he's he's definitely uh, yeah, he's his career definitely taken off. I mean, it's not every day that you get to play Mister Fantastic. I know that's oh yeah,
0: we we referenced him in the, the
2: last, scale of amazing
0: last episode yeah. too about that. Yeah, Mister Fantastic for all of what ten or fifteen minutes. I think that's why I did not like that, was, that. There you go. That is one reason why I do. I will never see that Doctor Strange into the uh, multiverse, whatever it was. The Mouth of Madness. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I will never watch it again because of that one scene. Yeah, killed off Jack Ryan. Done. Mm-mm. Turn the movie off. Eject <laughs> the tape Jim
2: from the
1: office.
0: Yeah, eject the tape. Don't want to see it anymore.
1: For those for those who don't listen to titles properly, I I watched Jack Reacher. <laughs> that, seems, that seems pretty good about a very large man uh, trying to solve a crime in a small town isn't, isn't that a movie that Tom Cruise
2: did a while yeah. ago
3: Yeah, he
1: did it and okay. Tom Cruise is a shorty the right. story is based on a gargantuan <laughs> man and they picked a gargantuan man for the actual series did they is it the same character yeah it's the same Weird. character but <laughs> so totally funny. different energy totally different Flavor, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was these people even ever knew each other. So, do they actually, acknowledge? Actually
0: it? talking about? I actually had to look it up. Okay, Tom Cruise is five foot seven. I hear him about how short he is, how short he is, and I actually had to look him up.
3: Okay, mm-hmm.
2: is um, do they reference it at all, or do they just kind of sweep
1: okay. it under the rug? I, it would be funny if someone said, "Oh, I thought you were shorter." Right, but, you know, <laughs> they don't say anything like that. For reference,
0: Val Kelmer, six foot.
1: Yeah.
0: Oof, yeah. I believe it.
1: Well, I say we get into... Yeah, let's do it. Before we get into our topic, I have a little game. It's... It's a Ooh. fast game. Um, I'm going to, I have like 30 different anime titles. Some of them I made up. Mm. Um, so I'm either, I either found an anime title or is it something I would say in a fever dream? Because <laughs> really, that's the two choices you got when you're reading anime titles. And, right. you know, both of you uh, can work as a team to tell me which ones are real, which ones are fake. And then at the end, I'll tell you which ones you got right. Okay. Okay. So the first one is Ribbit Boy Dreams of Marmalade Girl. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, I know the
2: original for this. So I know that this one's fake. Yeah, I was going to say, I
0: I think I've seen a Ribbit Boy something or another. So I want to say this fake. (laughs)
2: Okay. Yeah. It's the real
1: one's called Rascal Dreams of Bunny Girl. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh. Anyway. Well, well, these are all things I said in a fever dream once. So I oh, believe. You said it.
0: all these are things you said in a fever dream? So none <laughs> of
1: these are going to be real? Or or these are anime. So, uh, Spy X Family is the second one.
2: Ooh. Spy X Family? hmm. What do you think?
0: Oh, that do not sound too creative. I'd say fake.
2: Man, that is. Probably last summer's hottest anime series going, so that one's definitely real, and I'm excited for the second season of that.
0: Oh, really? Oh, that sounds shelf grabby to me.
2: (laughs) It's, It's pretty good. The so the show is about um uh these two, well, a spy for one country, and he has to like integrate himself into this other country, so he creates like a a fake family. Uh-huh. and uh his wife is like a master assassin and his uh-huh. daughter is a a psychic but they um the the father doesn't know that his fake wife is an assassin and she doesn't know that he's uh, a spy and the daughter's the only one that knows um that they bo- who they both truly are she's psychic and uh, it's oh. just about them as a family it's it's good it's, it's a good one it's the
1: plot of black widow really
2: no exactly. no, no
0: it's it's <laughs> the plot of, plot of uh, mr and mrs smith
1: Oh, yeah, thanks. exactly, exactly. Very All similar. All right. So re- you're guessing that's real? Yeah, that one's real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you came up with a whole synopsis, so I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you were quite
0: detailed for it. Maybe that was fake. So yes. no, I'm just,
1: I'm uh, Okay, sure. what about the anime That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime? That's fake. Um
2: this one's pretty great because uh, the beginning <laughs> of this, the uh this guy gets reincarnated and he meets this dragon and they become friends and then he gets reincarnated as a slime and he creates like a whole uh a village of like these random fantasy character tropes it's pretty great
1: So oh, i'm guessing since you gave a synopsis of that one <laughs>
2: it's either it's either true or i'm playing along wonderfully
0: <laughs> i think he i think yeah i think he's like uh he's making up uh, like uh sales pictures as he goes along here yeah all right well we'll see he didn't have a good one for
1: ribbit boy dreams of marmalade girl oh yeah <laughs> um Hayate the combat butler. No, that sounds real. Oh man, I I
2: don't I don't know this one uh if it is real. So uh it, just sounds I don't know. Juicy.
3: Oh,
2: it does sound juicy. You know what? I'll I'll trust my partner on this one. I'll go with him. All right, <laughs> Angel Kiwi Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is either an incredibly obscure anime yeah. or um <laughs> man, I but it sounds so it sounds so ridiculous that it I feel like it could be true. Um, yeah,
3: I, I,
0: it sounds like yeah, it sounds almost like yeah, so so ridiculous of a title that it's it's just it has to be believable. It's just it
2: has to be believable. uh what do you think? But uh I'm I'm leaning towards fake, but I don't know. What do you think?
0: I'll throw it a bone. I'll say real.
2: Okay, I'll I'll ride with my partner
0: right. again. ride or die. All right, Handyman Saito. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any anime named Handyman. That just doesn't sound in the vein of that, that, that minutiae of uh, vernacular of speech, Handyman.
1: <laughs> Actually, a spinoff of Home Improvement. <laughs> um man i the, i i know so the problem is i
2: i know this as a manga but i don't know if it's been made into an anime so i don't know if mike's trying to trick us you know i'm not that smart
0: come on <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to like uh it's like a game of chess to you you're trying to think three hit three moves ahead of mike
2: yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's real because I know it's a real, it's a manga, so, but I don't know, if, I don't know if he's trying to trick us.
0: Mm-hmm. The game is afoot.
1: The game is afoot. I guess we'll uh, find they, out. My neighbor is a vampire princess.
0: Yes. Yeah, that would sound, yeah, that sounds legit.
1: Um, yeah, this one's really cute. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's,
2: it's like these two, um, uh, Vampires well,
3: is it?
0: Would it be vampires? Would it be a spinoff of Hotel yeah. Transylvania?
2: Yeah, right. Um, but no, I think it's these two little girls and one's a vampire and uh
0: played by Kristen Dunn?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you what do you feel it? I
0: I think it's real. I think it's about, yeah, I think it's like yeah. I think it's like right. uh, yeah, Bell Hensing's offspring.
1: Right. Uh Lee's detective agency. That feels so generic. I know. I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um,
0: I
2: don't know. I feel like this is a toss up.
0: Yeah, it is a very toss up. This I could almost see this being like a believable one. Like, I don't know what be detecting, but I can almost see like a van, you know, some kind of plot line going around checking out like trying to clean up some kind of creatures across the city or something like that. It's so maybe not necessarily something in the sewer, but uh, but I don't know. It's just I don't want to bite that worm on that hook. Let's say scary worm. A fake. <laughs> You
1: can go with fake? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ride with them. All right. Penguin Highway.
0: Isn't oh. that a Mario Kart track?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A yeah. little we'll Mario Kart track.
0: <laughs> ah. I think you just watched the Super Mario movie, like, and you just saw yeah. the trailer. You just had to write this name down. You, were, you were just, watching when you wrote this name. <laughs> you
3: know,
0: I just opened up a
1: copy of Nintendo Power and just wrote down words I <laughs> recognized. Well, you All had right. your morning cup of joe. So this one, Chainsaw Butler Musashi.
0: See, you go, you, you trick us again. You put these good articles of description, and you just insert like a good Japanese name. Mm-hmm. You, Maybe, gotta, I don't you know.
1: gotta have the Japanese name, or it's
3: nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. see,
2: I don't know if he's trying to. I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to reference Chainsaw Man or what's
0: happening. It. it's that Japanese name. Like he didn't say like Chainsaw Butler Oleg Miranowski, and so is that we like what? <laughs> so that no, was his
2: second one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I don't know. I feel like
1: he was trying too hard on that one. I'm going to go fake. Fake, yeah. All right. The vampire dies in no time.
0: That's just a sentence to end the actual, like, paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Is it real? Or did I say it at, at 3 a.m.? <laughs> I hope you were fast asleep at 3 a.m. Sleep and board it. It doesn't body good. Yeah. Um, you sounds... at 3 in the morning.
2: That just sounds like a um that just sounds like a um like an english translation
0: of a japanese title and it does say, well yeah i could see that yeah it could be so like so loosely translated it doesn't resemble anything that it came from yeah right um real or false i'm going to i'm going to
1: go i'm going to go fake but I'm not super scared I'm not super confident about it. Yeah. All right. Uh level one slime girl loves level thirty wizard. No, that,
0: that's I don't know. I think you're trying too much on that one. That one just sounds like yeah. Yeah I'm gonna make yeah. it till you make it right there.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah that would that one felt fake. Yeah. High
2: school babysitters. Oh man. We <laughs> We did an episode about this, but I don't know <laughs> I I know that it's called high school Babysitter I can't But I can't remember If it's babysitters Or if it's club And I'm not
0: sure (laughs) Like high school Babysitter club Yeah Mm. Um Well if we got it We said real And he would still Have to give us Partial credit then
3: I know I know But it's not our
0: fault That he admitted To finish the title let's let's
2: let's go let's go let's go real i guess yeah well, i would say real yeah, right. we did
1: an
0: episode about it so yeah we'll say real
1: all right this next one is i am not even the final boss
0: <laughs> can you make it <laughs> these like yeah introductory and and yeah finishing, uh, like, uh, sentences in a paragraph i don't know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fake <laughs> yeah i'll say fake that sounds like one last verbal salvo that a dying boss would say to like yeah <laughs> the night before he has a sword driven through him right, right, right. Uh, if it is fake i want that title but
3: i right. don't know
1: uh keep your hands off Izuken
0: oh man uh i don't know what do you think um I don't know. he always throws me off when he throws in these actual like the actual people's names because there's so many like things that like movies i've seen at times that have actually had like people's names in it um the title i'll say i'll go with real i, I haven't thrown out a real in a while yeah mix uh, it up a
1: yeah bit. <laughs> mix it up a bit yeah, yeah uh i'll i'll ride with you on that one all right yawamushi pedal limit break
0: that sounds like a move <laughs> <Yes>. right
3: yeah <laughs> no wait limit
0: break. wait a minute limit break you okay you're going final fantasy seven now i know where you're getting this stuff from yeah from yawamushi yeah, no. The Limit Break is a move. Yeah, you do in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so you're if you play, have you played it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, it's an indie title. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The uh, so I think yeah, I think you were playing your Final Fantasy VII. And you came up with this title. Yes,
2: it sounds very convincing. I but you know I I've pressed my partner so far. I'll I'll go with him on this one. All right captain toad's mouse war (laughs) um i i i know that there's an anime character that is frog like and i don't know if he's called captain frog or if he's called (laughs) captain toad and (laughs) i i don't don't know it's a 50 50 shot
0: yeah oh that one one sounds a little bit real
2: or i think it's called sergeant i think it's called sergeant frog Uh, i don't know uh uh let's give it give me the title again mike captain
0: toad's mouse war
2: captain toad's mouse war oh man i don't know what do you what do you think i
0: i'll go like uh i'll go with, like a, I'll go with a, a real one on that one just because i'll real... I'll give him two reels in a row
2: <laughs> um man i no, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna trust i'm gonna trust my partner I, although i think it's supposed to be sergeant frog i don't know uh <laughs> Uh,
0: I mean, I might you voted against me. I mean, I just okay, I'm okay, stabbing i stabbing in the dark.
2: um on, on just just
1: this one, I'm gonna go against my partner. I think it's fake.
0: Okay,
3: okay.
1: one of you is gonna be right. All right, hopefully. Um, schoolgirl meows at midnight. Oh man, that sounds like uh oh, man. That's if that sounds like guys. a great fanfic
2: right if that's not a real anime title it should be yeah i'm gonna go fake but it's a it sounds real but you want to buy the title exactly
1: yeah i'll say fake all right my sister is a mushroom witch that sounds real yeah i'll go real all right buddy daddies (laughs) (laughs) no
0: i gotta say fake just because it just sounds yeah i don't know yeah that's
1: that's, that's a little too weird yeah in japan nothing's weird well. <laughs> <laughs> Neutral country, Polandia.
0: Oh, that one sounds like hard to kind of just come up with just out of the air, just cherry picking, just randomly trying to come up with thirty in a row. That's say real. What that
2: sounds. Say? it sounds like a ridiculous anime title. That's got to be real. The daily life of the immortal king. Uh, well, are you technically? I don't know if this is technically an anime because I, I think this is Chinese. I think it's a Chinese animation. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Are you I was trying to get that technical. I think so. I think it's on Netflix. uh hey. I'm not sure. I think that's real.
0: I'll go real then.
1: Okay. uh Let's see. Peach Blossom Diaries.
2: That oh.
0: sounds real.
1: Sounds fragrant. It does yeah. sound fragrant. Yeah, let's go real. All right. You're going to go with real? Yeah. All right. Uh, President Grover Cleveland, Time Warrior. Ah. Uh- <laughs>
2: Oh, man. I a long title. If that's not real, I want it to be real, and I want Grover Cleveland to be voiced by Jack Black. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Cleveland.
1: So
2: you're uh, saying it's real.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I go real. I, I think I'm going to go fake <laughs> on this one. All
3: uh-huh. right.
1: Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Oh, man. It's one of those sentence ones, Estes.
0: One yeah, no. It's yeah, complete thought.
1: <laughs> yeah this this one was uh
2: another pretty popular summer season one so i i've seen this one so this one this
1: one's real
0: oh it's real okay good. Right.
1: the ice guy and his cool female colleague
0: whoa <laughs> that's,
3: that's, uh, that's, a, that's that's a, a that's a long up. title
0: if this is real they got some long titles and also redundant titles the ice guy would have a cool female colleague <laughs> coach <laughs> i know an ice guy it's, it's so
1: obvious i
3: mean
0: yeah
1: I'm gonna go with oh, fake. I, yeah. Why, no would need to, why
3: would you need to denote that she's there's cool? There's
1: no way though. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Itchy bond dreams of salmon rolls. We're now we're right back <laughs> where yeah. we started. Mm. Uh, fake. Fake. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Navy Lunar Girls.
2: Man, you gotta you gotta show some respect to Sailor
1: Moon. <laughs> Put this, some respect
2: on is, her name.
1: This is a, the latest show on Crunchyroll, Navy Lunar Girls with uh, Sailor if, Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> if
2: this is real, they need to put some respect on <laughs> Sailor Rude's name. This is fake. And
1: if it's real, I'm going to be upset.
0: Oh, so fake. All right. Yeah, fake.
1: That is the end of our list. And let's see. One. Two, three, four, five. I I realized
2: that the I was mixing up the vampire princess one. There's one called uh Miss Vampire who lives in my neighborhood, and it's about this like group of girls that are all various mythological creatures. And I think I was mixing that one up, so I think I got that one wrong.
1: <laughs> Alright. You got seventeen correct out of twenty-eight. Yes. Nice. The ones right. you got wrong is Angel Kiwi Avenger is fake. Oh, all right. right. Uh, My neighbor's a vampire princess is fake.
2: Yeah, I know what I mean.
1: Lee's detective agency is real, and Penguin Highway is real.
0: Wow! Wow. Oh wow!
1: That's a buddy. The vampire dies in no time is real, according to Twitter. Crunchyroll account. Okay. Um, let's see. Keep your hands off. Aizokan. No, wait. That's not. Yeah. Yawamushi Petal Limit Break is real.
0: Oh, the Cap- limit break is real. Oh. Uh.
1: Captain Toad's Mouse War is fake. <laughs> I got it from Captain Toad's Treasure Hunt on the Wii U. Um, <laughs> my sister is a mushroom witch. Is fake. Buddy Daddies is real. Neutral Neutral Country Polandia is a fake. Though I think it would make an awesome World War II.
0: Yeah, this sounds like there's a story behind that title.
1: Peach Blossom Diaries is fake. Uh, the Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague. Come on, that one's real.
0: Were you thinking about Red Shoe Diaries when you wrote that title? Uh, more like Basketball Diaries. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you nailed it with Itchy Bond Dreams of Salmon Rolls Being Fake and Navy Luna Girls. So Beautiful. I Am Not
3: the
0: Last Boss was fake. Mm, yes. Okay. Beautiful.
1: I wish that was real. I, I want to make that one. Uh, so bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to the meat and potatoes, or since this is anime, the seaweed and uh, soy sauce of our podcast, (laughs) and talk about what all of the anime listeners have waited so long for us to talk about, that we can finally Mm. talk about it. The anime movie made in 2016 called Your Name. Your Name. Yes. Directed by McClick. Food Makato Shinakai. And I saw the dubbed version, so it was starring Michael Nicholas and Stephanie Shea and Katie Harvey as the top uh, three... Top-billed cast. Yeah, top build cast. So this came that out in 2016, sense. in the same year as Ratchet & Clank, Storks, Zootopia, Kung Fu Panda 3, and <laughs> Finding Dory. And guess what? None of these movies... Well, this movie did not make it... To Oscar fame. And it didn't win any awards. In, fact, In America. I... Yeah. It well when I no, actually when I looked up um the awards it won on IMDB, it was nominated for a couple things, but it didn't win that many that much stuff. It won like a sci-fi yeah. award, it won like uh a won a few music awards because the people really like the music in this. But I'm really surprised like that this did not get any Oscar buzz to it.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough, you know, like these you know, animation I mean unless you're like, you know, Miyazaki and you're coming out with like you know uh spirited away or How is moving castle yeah um yeah it's it's hard it, it, it's a it's a shame really that animated movies don't get um you know unless your your name is disney or pixar even then like you you don't get a lot of recognition from the oscars uh-huh. um yeah and I, I know that this is kind of like a, a little bunny trail to the to the story but Um, it's a, it's a shame because a lot of, and people don't know this, but like a lot of a lot of stuff that you see in like Western media has been inspired by uh, stuff in anime and, and, and stuff like Akira and um, right. oh, yeah Akira uh, big
0: time with that motorcycle yeah the that, like Ready Player One they had it exactly yeah,
2: yeah. You know, Akira's inspired a lot of stuff if you if you love Dark Souls or anything like that then you you know you have to think uh, guts and berserk because that you know they they walked so you know uh you could enjoy dark souls and bloodborne right. and stuff like that and yeah like uh, all these things like you know anime anime doesn't get enough credit in in the west and uh-huh. um this is i think this is another uh exa- this movie and this movie uh and this director he's done he's done a lot of stuff um your name is is good it's really good um mm-hmm. but i it's not my favorite that he's um he's done he's done a couple other movies That our listeners might be um familiar with um garden of words and uh weathering with you that came out weathering with you came out uh i think in 20 i'm looking it up right now yep 2019 and that one got a little bit more um a little bit more buzz internationally but um yeah it's yeah it's a it's a shame um yeah so it was the uh Weathering with You, the one that I was just talking about, they Uh got nominated for Best International Feature Film with the 92nd Academy Award, so Uh you know, slowly... Slowly making its way, you know, forward. But we're talking
0: about uh, uh, not that. We're talking about
3: your uh, name,
2: your name. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I actually I recently saw Weathering with You, so I mean, it's actually I, I can speak on it. It was, it was a good film. I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. So it's the the same director did uh, these two movies. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And the I mean, the animation in it too is for both of these. It's beautiful. It's, uh-huh. it's really it's really something. Um, yeah, and I know that uh, anime has been getting a little bit of a I'm a little bit more of a buzz because, you know, the Demon Slayer movie came out like right around the time that COVID was kind of like landing up. So a lot of people just wanted to see things in the theater. They went to go see Demon Slayer. And they're like, oh, wow, this is this anime thing is pretty cool. So, yeah, definitely check this, check this stuff out. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely better than Ratchet and Clank and Kung Fu Panda 3. Ah, uh, yes. And
1: strangely, if you, you had asked me which movie has more violence in it, and you gave me your name from the Japanese anime and Kung Fu Panda 3 and Ratchet and Clank, I would not assume that the Japanese anime was the least violent. I mean, um, many people don't assume that Japanese anime can be lighthearted, rom-com-y, sports inspiring like dramatic and you know everyone thinks you know mechs and cyborg and uh, samurai swords Mm -hmm. right right
2: and you know this one definitely is more a walk to remember than it is you know um Mm -hmm. alina battle angel
0: (laughs) yeah i mean there's there's lighthearted stuff i mean you got uh, kiki's delivery service i mean it's very lighthearted for sure yeah yeah, i mean um so mm -hmm. one of the things so for
1: those who haven't watched it, um, it's, a sci- it's got a science fiction layer of story featuring mm-hmm. a girl, Mitsua, who's a high school girl living in a rural yeah. town in Japan, yeah. and she hates her life, so she switches bodies intermittently with Taki a high mm-hmm. school boy from Tokyo. And through this, they learn about each other's life. Um, Mitsua being like a servant at a Shinto shrine and Taki being like this business guy trying to fit in with the guys. And they try to help each other's lives. And the the movie actually like thrusts you into this. There's no like lead up to it at all. You don't see like a comet flying over their heads and they both make a wish. And then it becomes Freaky Friday. right. <laughs> Um, It's just like the very first minute, like you're talking, like this has been happening for weeks. And like the character has finally like learning about it for the first time, which I thought was very interesting, very bold in our, in today, in our day and age, movies are all about the build up, the origin story, the let's learn about the characters for the first 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that's
2: something that I definitely appreciate about anime and like anime storytelling is that they... They don't necessarily hold your hand like they do in, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, right? Where they're like, oh, this is Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is a good guy. You know he's a good guy because he holds up a garbage can and he fights... Bullies in the right, street. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like anime is just like no. Like you, you know, you can draw your own conclusions about these characters, and we're just gonna we're here to tell a story, and
3: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, and you can kind of just draw your own conclusions, and, they, and you know they don't they don't hold your hand as much, And yeah. they kind of they let the character speak for themselves, but so um, you know, I I think <laughs> they do beautifully um, in your name, um, and I, I think one of the the things that I love about this um uh this movie and especially in contrast to like freaky friday which is really funny um Mm -hmm. because it's kind of it's on you know a a very similar premise but you know in freaky friday they kind of like go about trying to like ruin each other's lives whereas Mm -hmm. in your name they go about improving each other's lives they they help each other out and they give each other like you know a, a um a a feminine perspective and a a masculine perspective into their lives and it mm-hmm. it improves for for the better it helps um what's the the guy's name it's been a hot minute since I've seen it Taki mm. yeah um uh, Taki kind of has like this crush on this girl who's kind of like he you know the typical like he he doesn't really know what to say um awkward mm-hmm. but you know she when she inhabits his body um you know she helps him um get a date with her and friends um from what i remember he kind of like helps her find a a new voice and kind of becomes more confident at school and she kind of you know gets friends and stuff that she was kind of missing out on before so they, they help each other out
3: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know who got the better deal that's what i was thinking it's like <laughs> was it mitsua helping him get a date with that girl mm. i mean i can't I mean, I guess Taki had the better deal because he could actually warn the town of a giant comet about to hit and kill everyone. Um, (laughs) Right. You know, it's, it's, I was trying to think, like, who is, who's the real winner in this body swap? Right right and um yeah i don't i don't i don't know i i would say especially with how it ends they're both winners right um it's if you needed like a sci-fi origin it's based on like eastern religion that believes like time is a bunch of chords and when those chords tie to another like point in time then you know it's like you're one person switching off
0: is that like string theory i think yeah something yeah yeah. i mean they use
1: a literal string from the girl's hair to represent
0: that. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's
1: like a ribbon or something, right? And he like wears it on his wrist or
2: something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I and maybe this is just coming down to me being pedantic and just, you know, wanting to pick apart the movie. But um, I I always think that, like, time travel or, like, timelines in movies are always really a, a risk, like,
3: <laughs> back Boys, to the yes. future.
2: Um, but it's like, so the beginning of the movie, and I don't know how much you want to spoil it, Mike. I mean, this movie came out a while
1: ago. So, I know. Anyone um, like, can go on Crunchyroll get two weeks. Reminds right. me, I got to cancel that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't want any spoilers pause it right now and go watch it. Yeah. Um but so he lives he's actually in the future of her mm-hmm. timeline. Um, so he lives in the, the present, the present at the time, um, but in his timeline, um, the town that she grows up in has been destroyed by this comet. Um, and their, the purpose of their connection is that she's like this, um, chosen person that inherits like this generational power that allows her to, to communicate with people outside of time. And, um, she uses that connection to like save her village and then at the end of the movie they kind of like find each other again um but my my whole thing is if he already lives in a timeline where it's been destroyed how is she able to cross into his timeline (laughs) right because it should be a completely it should be a branching timeline like if loki has taught us anything and he
1: has. He
2: has. He's taught us a lot of things. Um, it's that the you know timelines can't you know two separate timelines can't can't coexist. Something bad's gonna happen.
3: So mm-hmm. Like,
0: like why, parallel timelines, yeah.
2: Right. So why? Yeah, is, yeah. So they kind of like create this like weird parallel timeline where he saves her timeline, but they kind of like another, cross into another the, time. Right.
0: Time really? thread, yeah, yeah, because now you've, you know, you've changed her timeline, which created another timeline, yeah, which is yes. one of the basis for arguments as far as like why a paradox would never actually occur because time is parallel, so the same matter would we'll never occupy the same place twice because the act of you going in time to a different place mm-hmm. is a parallel place, and now you've altered that time, so you, now you really can't necessarily go back to the time that you were at because if you went back to it, it's now changed, so it's not the time that you just left. It's a different time now, right? So, yeah. Unless he, what
3: you said.
1: Unless it's like X Men: Days of Future Past, where you're just transporting your conscience. Yeah, so oh. that's
0: different. That's when you have to, one has to be careful when you transport mm-hmm. just your conscience. Yeah, but you never it's... want to leave your body behind. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's when you um, fight trouble.
1: Yeah,
2: right. And it's it's funny that earlier, Mike, that you brought up uh, Rascal doesn't name a Bunny Girl. Yes, or we talked about because that one has it's not an exact one to one similar plot, but the plot in that one is kind of the same where this one the main guy character has this ability to see these individuals with like quirks so the 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 other the female lead in this um she exists <laughs> in like their corporate reality but everyone is like slowly losing memory of who she is uh-huh. so she exists but nobody notices her so she like walks around in this bunny outfit and he's the only one that notices her And then they like strike up a friendship and then he like kind of figures out like why she's like disappearing from everyone's consciousness and yeah so it's like uh i don't know japanese people really come up with like the wildest kind of stories very it's like right. memento but japanese
0: yeah as far as like timeline travel <laughs> stuff like that for me one of the ones i've always enjoyed yeah, as far as like how it was written it's probably yeah. one of the cornerstones of anime is inuasha yeah
2: Inuyasha is great that's yeah because a...
0: that deals with time travel and she goes you know she goes back to feudal japan and yes. uh, they handle it very well and so i mean if uh if no one if listeners out there if you've never seen Inuyasha, i mean you deserve to go like to yourself to actually go and watch Inuyasha. i mean it's like just a, i mean it's uh like it's like narrative i mean it's definitely a cornerstone of like anime and uh-huh, um, for sure. I mean, it's just solid anime series but they deal with like yeah going back in time and uh going back to feudal japan yeah, that's a side, note, I, a side note i've always I, I gotta get this out i can never have help but get this out in conversation when i bring up Inuyasha. i don't know why to me it's just forever imprint upon me like shishomaru i always every time i see sephiroth i always think of shishomaru now <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hear that like three times a day. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's just that. It's just that
0: hair, that sorbent hair, that yeah. just that exuding coolness and that smirk. Yeah, it's just. I just when I see Sephiroth, I'm like, oh, it's just Shomaru reincarnate. <laughs> exactly. That's funny.
1: One of the unspoken arguments of mm. why, um like, real time movies, like live action movies, mm. are considered the canon of any series. It's because everyone has this view that cartoons are, like, they're kind of jokey, they're more for gags, they're more for, I don't know. They're for kids. They're for kids, yes. But if anything, this movie has proven that any, like, comic book universe, let's say DC, (laughs) were to create an animated, like, universe, and that, like, they didn't bother with the junk behind live action um like cartoons have shown us that you can be very realistic you can do action scenes like you couldn't do in live action and comic books were made to look drawn so you know you can do infinitely more and so i want to just say anime you've proven this over and over and over again especially this movie like something as small like a water bottle looks so realistic
2: yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah,
1: like I just want to know, like, why haven't we seen a a love actually anime or when when Harry met Sally anime rendition?
0: Yeah, well, you know, they would ever do anything like that. Yeah, that would be uh... a. <laughs> did yeah. you mean actually take the movies and actually redo them like make love yes. action into an anime yeah
1: yeah and you know if they wanted to use real actors they could do that rotoscoping thing that they did with enter the spider verse
3: mm-hmm.
2: well and i i want to build off um what you were saying mike and i i definitely i definitely agree i i i think that anime and like animated movies definitely get kind of tossed into the uh oh they're just for kids but i also think that recently um it's it's to me it's either one or the other it's like they're either just for kids or they're just extremely adult Um,
3: right
2: you know what i mean like it's either you know it's either oh it's wally or it's (laughs) Futurama or it's you know berserk or whatever it is right and there's nothing you know and and that anime just doesn't have kind of anything um anything in between and you know it's you know it's it's it's
0: not true yeah it is tough something like you remember like when you go to the movie theater you, you know you can here in america you know you can pack the houses when they're you bring out like uh you know your your animated movies that are like uh like what you just said like wally you know and you've got like toy story you know and you've got the others that you know go on like you know monsters inc and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know you definitely put the butts in seats but i mean as far as like yeah, if you bring out something like and we see it when we go in the movie theater <coughs> like for a limited release they're bringing back you know spirited away or you know one time on princess princess minoki with limited showings and stuff like that right. I mean, it's just because it's just not, it's just not going to like uh you know bring bring the audience out but you know if you go on the street and you talk to people you're like you ever seen princess minoki oh yeah 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 yeah. it was great i loved it it was really good and um but it's just like it's just like kind of a almost like a like a, a subculture thing but yet it would never rise to the level of like, like disney pixar animated movies are there's like anime and then there's like animated movies as it's yeah seen. and so the um because, I mean, it's, uh, but, I mean, you know, you go over to Japan, I'm sure, like, uh, I've never been to Japan, so I can't vouch if they can talk at a turn. But I'm sure if you go over there, I mean, I, I, well, I know for a fact it has to be. You know, anime is just like, you know, in theaters there for extended periods of time. It actually goes <coughs> on the big screen.
1: Perhaps I can uh, share this, that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you would put that in your top three Spider-Man movies, right?
0: Oh, for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it didn't even make half of what the, of what the live actions make. It made 384,000 and the ones with Tom Holland are making 700, 800 million. Or it made 384 million and the live actions are making 700 million and 800 million. So maybe yeah. the money just isn't there.
0: And that's kind of what, you know, what like Adam was saying. It's just like, yes, yeah, you know. People still have majority of people, this perception of like, oh, well, if it's animated, you know, it's uh for the most part, it's going to be oh something for the kids. And, right. you know, and it's like and then then there's the thing of like, well, if it's anime, there may be this this notion of like, well, you know, it's the, the extremes like you were talking about, Adam, where it's like, OK, well, it's for kids or either it's just like it's like, you know, really bloody gory stuff or, you know, or right. it's real, kind of like, yeah, a little bit questionably raunchy stuff. I mean, we're getting into waifu kind of stuff now
3: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: for sure and which is a shame because like um, you know, it, using the end of the spider verse, um, like it, you know, it got nominated for an Academy Award, it, right? And you know, how many how many other of these, like, you know, live action superhero movies can say the same,
1: right? Which I still don't want to give up on the fact that a cartoon universe would be exactly what a, a comic book uh, company needs. I won't give out any examples of a comic book company that needs help. Um, we know, yes, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we know. Yeah, everyone like jump is jumping yeah. shit left and right <laughs> on that one. Yeah.
1: But you would say, like, but Spider Man Two got seven hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. So why can't uh, Into the Spider Verse break that amount?
0: Yeah, it's I it's say just that when you have something that's animated, it just puts that perception on it. And I don't know, you know, it might be trivial, but it might just you know, we're we're Spider Man fans and we enjoy stuff of like that, but then someone might see it like it's just an animated movie. And then they're confused, like, why is a pig dressed as Spider Man? I don't get it. it seems stupid. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, mostly the diehard fans will get it into spider ham yeah <laughs> um yeah and I, i've had this discussion um with
2: some of my friends but you guys know the movie paddington too yes um yeah so i've seen it
3: multiple
0: times <laughs> um
2: it's it's you know, on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes it's it has like the highest um rating for a movie, period. Yeah. Um but it's you know, it hasn't been nominated for an Academy <laughs> Award. And like why like why is that? And I think part of it is, you know, not to get too, you know, philosophical about it, but um I think it has something to do with how people view art and um I think people don't necessarily view things like um comedy or Love stories or things like that, in in um or kid like movies for kids as art because it's it's not you know you look at movies that win you know best picture they're always you know the lighthouse or the green book or um, moonlight and there are all these movies about like pain and suffering and Schindler's Lizardy. List misery
0: yeah
3: yeah mm-hmm. right and yeah
2: I just I think people just think that in order for something to be art like it has to. You know it can't be something that's lighthearted.
0: like that's not yeah it has um, to be painful or it has to be very controversial
1: it has to be tom hanks
0: yeah
3: yeah <laughs> well, <right>. so <laughs> yeah, paddington, yeah, have,
1: paddington yeah. too only made 227 million worldwide so right well it's so interesting right and
2: i i don't even think yeah I, I don't even think movies necessarily so like if you look up the green book um mm-hmm. The one best picture, but it didn't roast anywhere near any of these numbers. So, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't even think like money has to. Yeah. I don't think sales to have it's...
0: to do with like, yeah, if you get your, your award or not. I mean, necessarily always. Okay. And that's I just just many many so... ones to get awards and I'm just like such a small movie yeah. footprint.
1: And that's so interesting. Like that opens up a, ho- a whole new can of worms that people don't have to invest in your movie for it to win an awards. You know, right.
0: And you can tell sometimes when people make movies that they're making this for that award. I mean, it's like the, the it's like the critics are going to love this and it's going to win lots of awards, but the the lay audience is going to be like, such a weird film. <laughs> right? Or it's and- I like, <laughs> just like it was way too artsy. It needed more story and action.
2: <laughs> right. So, I'm going to without telling you anything other than the plot. I want I want you guys to tell me if you think that this description of a TV show is worthy of winning uh an award so uh this young boy loves playing the piano but he kind of loses his love for it because you know his his parents kind of like he just loses his love for it right and one day he hears um beautiful violin playing in the forest and he finds that it belongs to this girl and they he kind of re who reignites his love for for music and they start performing together. Um, but then they slowly start to, to drift apart because there's a secret that's keeping them from, you know, being, being fully honest with each other. And as the, the show goes on, he finds out that he's actually in love with her. And he, just wants to spend more time with her. And he, he finds out that, you know, instead of loving him back, she loves his best friend. And it kind of ruins their ability to to accompany each other in, in music and performances. And to the point that um, their big performance that they have to put on together to win uh, an award is he, he just can't do it. He can't perform. And as he kind of starts to give up his dream of playing piano again, uh, he finds out that his friend is dying and he runs to the hospital and he finds her there and you know as the the last hours of uh of her life slowly drain away he finds out that she actually does love him and she was you know dating his best friend in order to push him away because she couldn't bear the pain of him being um losing her and her final wish to him is for him to pick up the piano again and to perform. So he does and he goes and he performs. And as he finishes his final performance, instead of being with her as she's dying in her deathbed, he wins this, uh, He, you know, he wins this piano competition and only to then go back to the hospital to tell her that he won and to find that she is no longer there and she has passed away and that's the end of the show right like that's like you can't you can't write drama better than that and that's an anime it's called july and april and that's like what like what nobody is doing that in the in the west like that that's a completely original like Mm -hmm. you know that's
1: a that's a walk to remember right right
0: so Uh, it is yeah
1: yeah but you know I feel like
0: but it's, but it's it's anime so it won't get like yeah it won't get noticed. Right
1: we've discussed that uh if you want 700 million it has to have Tom Holland and it has to have a lot of action. Right.
0: Yes. But yeah, if you want to make if you want to make yeah if you want to make the ticket sales yeah but if you're looking for the awards yeah it's got <laughs> to be uh you could do that plot line, but it has to be live action. Yeah. Yes. Like, do you want to make a movie or a film? Yeah, go. <laughs> you can't have both. So, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate because I mean, I've seen some great anime movies that I thoroughly enjoyed that I think yeah, definitely mm-hmm. need to get like yeah, get nominated, but um but unfortunately, you know, like we just said it won't uh it won't ever happen uh in the current state of affairs with our, our nomination process here in America.
2: Yeah. And uh you know, I I I you know, I'm still holding on to hope, you know, that maybe someday we'll see it. I mean, recently, like the biggest one in recent memory, the the Demon Slayer movie, it grossed five hundred and six million. Like that's you know, on a budget of sixteen million. So that's you know, definitely more money than Black Adam made. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, and like that but rock. that rock, take that rock. <laughs> um yeah. and you know for a while it was um oh no it is the highest grossing film of 2020 and it's the highest grossing anime and japanese film of all time um and uh at least according to wikipedia it's also the highest grossing r-rated animated film of all time um and it's you know and it i don't think it got a single i don't think it even got a single nomination for anything mm-hmm. outside a
0: well, they, make a, you know, they made a game out of it too didn't they demon slayer
2: yeah so it's you know it's a it's a game it's a it's an anime series but like you yeah. know they didn't get a they didn't get a single nod outside of you know various animated anime festivals and it was the highest grossing movie in 2020 like you know, yeah, but you
1: know, really interesting it made 453 million is that what you said
2: um but so I'm looking at Wikipedia. It says box office, $506 million. I mean, oh, those okay. numbers are, you know, those numbers are, you know, $405 million. What's, a, what's $100 million? Right.
1: <laughs> um,
3: exactly.
1: But I want to know, is it cheaper to make a cartoon movie than a live action? Probably. So the,
2: the at least according to Wikipedia, the budget for this one was $16 million. So, And then you, you know, you look at Black Adam, which costs, um, I don't even want to know. <laughs>
1: Well, it costs a court. It costs four hundred million yen to make uh, your name. I don't know what that equates to. Um, probably about it,
2: probably four million dollars.
1: So yeah, so a cartoon wouldn't. There's financial reasons to make it an animated feature,
2: right? Right. I mean, Black Adam costs two hundred and sixty million dollars after reshoots.
0: That's what I'm gonna think. I think easily I would just like, even, like running the math. I would think, God, it would be so much easier to make an animated movie than it would be financial wise to make a live action one. You got oh, to think about location stuff like that, and you got to think about like uh, you got to get like cast alive in front of the camera. Yeah,
1: me thinks that it's like the actor's ego. They're like, no, I want to be in front of the camera. I don't want to be yeah. behind a sound booth. Yeah. Well, excuse well, I, me, Tom
0: Cruise. Well, see, what? <laughs> I wonder, like, uh, we're talking about, like, animated stuff. I, I wonder, mm. you know, it makes me wonder, we we're talking about this whole thread of conversation, I wonder how well we are fans, so we'll go see it, and we're all looking forward to it but take us out of the equation i wonder, in generality how well the upcoming nintendo animated movie would do or if it would just be perceived mm-hmm. you know by the public as oh that's cute it's a little kids movie that's cute that's true
2: right well and i you know the, i want to talk about um your point there Aston, but also mike's like i i don't even necessarily think that that that's true that actors don't want to get in front of these movies because like you know christian bale voices howell and Howl's moving castle like there are these you know super famous actors that are in these animated movies and you know for whatever reason they just don't get the respect that they deserve and yeah, I, I i definitely think that english and western actors are motivated to be in these movies but you know. It's I don't know it's, it's weird and yep. it's, it's kind of like a
1: conundrum. But conundrum. can we talk about the music of your name, which was produced yes. by Radwimps, mm. who's a rock band that I'm pretty sure is like the John Mayer of Japan. <laughs> um, I like some of the songs, like some of the piano and the jazz of the of the movie. Made me think about the that song. I don't know the the performer, but the making my way downtown. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. oh Lisa, something
0: another. Yeah,
1: like that is like everybody's anime like um, music video (laughs) is based on that, and I felt I felt that vibe.
3: Now I have
0: that song (laughs) in my head and that scene from White Chicks. God, you screwed me over now with Terry Crews doing that,
1: right? (laughs) Also, the, the credits not ending with that Kingdom um, Kingdom Hearts song, When You Walk Away, <laughs> song, I was
0: disappointed. You almost sound like Creed starting to sing there.
3: Yeah. Can you take
1: me higher? I'm pretty sure there was a Creed song. It was just <laughs> in Japanese. The there was a very mix. <laughs> oh, that song, Simple and Clean, that ends on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was feeling are. like that should have been on the credits, but, you know, Hearts that song. It's yes, always. people,
0: wait till we do our musical episode. It'll get very entertaining.
1: <laughs> That's great. we we'll
0: yeah, just bust out in random songs in that episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's
3: that high on the tiger.
2: <laughs> let's
0: bowl, let's bowl, let's Rock and roll. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's get the show on the road.
2: <laughs> and and that's another thing that, that's always, you know, blown my mind is just the sound engineering and all these animation projects is always just top tier. Like, you know, the music from, you know, uh, you know, Final Fantasy or music from um, you know, even Demon Slayer, but like from this movie. All of them it's just the the music is, is you know, makes Han Zimmern like seem like a child plunking on a little piano like it's
0: yeah. like all Tough of break for <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> exactly um like you know you you put up you know the score to you know Howl's moving castle or um you know spirit of the way or you know it, I, you know the final fantasy you know that you know that would give you know S- sebastian bach uh you know he'd be afraid to go head to head with that like that's you know that that stuff is just high like god tier you know uh, music and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a shame that the sound engineering
1: doesn't give doesn't get enough credit too like it's it's a shame i mean what is japan roughly the size of georgia and they're coming up with the greatest artists and musicians um, right singers.
2: like the, mm-hmm. like uh Nobu's uh one winged angel, uh like Sephiroth's um okay. th- like that's like how- it doesn't get better than that.
0: Oh, you're talking um, about like the Final Fantasy stuff. I love the Final Fantasy Seven, that soundtrack, the remake, the uh the, the Coliseum one mm. Oh, that god! That that whole music track for the Coliseum, where they go fight, where Aeroth and Cloud go fight. Oh, that's such an awesome track. That beat, more well, so oh, like Gladiator beat.
2: Yeah, it' incredible. <laughs> and I mean, even going to the original NES, like the the chip tune stuff, like mm-hmm. they were doing that with, like you know, with like nothing, like. the they were just doing it with, like, four different tones, and they were creating, mm-hmm. you know, Legend of Zelda stuff. Like, that's...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. People like, I, you could, iconic. right now, you could play the actual, the tune of when Samus enters into Metroid, and, like, into the game, and goes down the elevator, and you would actually immediately know, oh, I know that tune. And, right. You yeah, immediately know that tune.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, like, they're doing it with 8-bits, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a shame.
1: It's amazing that we've, uh, we've fully convinced ourselves that Japan has everything we want, <laughs> and... I I have to say that I I enjoyed this movie. You know, I had some questions like you guys about time travel. And there was that one scene where uh, they don't, they don't, it's like the girl, Mitsua. She has to convince a whole town. right right move to safety or get blown up by this comet and when all these alarms are going off people are just walking around casually like slowly and it's (laughs) like okay and then she has this one moment to convince her dad and they don't show it right but in the recap they're like oh yeah she did it she convinced her dad to move the town which makes me think wow what is is there a deleted scene i mean should i check the script how did she do that (laughs) right and uh, yeah
2: yeah though no, that's definitely uh a plot hole <laughs> yeah
1: it's
2: not, it's not even necessarily like a plot hole but it's just like oh this is important i wish you showed that <laughs>
0: <laughs> right it's like let us in on this like the, like the sentence at the beginning of some of these movies you see on tv due to timing constraints editing has been applied to this movie <laughs> exactly exactly um oh,
2: but no like these yeah the movies by um yeah uh by uh makado shinkai sorry for the pronunciation but like yeah like definitely if you want to if you want to get into animated movies and you're not really sure where to start with and Uh. you know uh this these are these are very accessible movies to watch and um yeah like you're you're not going to get into anything weird (laughs) <laughs> like these are yeah. these movies are very they're very easy to pick up mm-hmm. and um they'll bring they'll bring a tear they'll bring a tear of joy to your eye these these movies are beautiful
1: yes yes i mean i have to warn you there's a lot of uh, uh for lack of a better term i, I don't know boob feeling in this movie Um, yeah as as is a normal reaction to when a boy turns into a girl of course every movie shows the 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 uh, cliche looking down the shirt
2: (laughs) (laughs) happy it happens in freaky friday yeah
1: yeah you know this this movie takes it to a like a three act scene (laughs) but you know if but it still made it it is a pg movie right right Mm mm-hmm um, yeah. And, you know, yeah, don't, don't let, and
2: I always go back to the, um, the acceptance, the acceptance speech for, um, Parasite. Um, the, 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 the quote I think is, um, don't let the, the three inch high barrier of subtitles get into the way of, um, you know, viewing these movies, right? Like, it's not, it, you know, if you watch it in sub, if you watch it in dub, like, don't, don't let the fact that it's, you know, a foreign made movie, don't let it, you know, prevent you from from watching it it's 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 you know it's original storytelling and
1: um yeah definitely give it a go mm-hmm. and then make your way to train to busan <laughs> and head home to studio ghibli and you're done with the tour right, Man, well, right.
0: yeah definitely check out weathering with you too if you haven't seen yeah. that one because that one is right. very good yeah. okay.
1: and it's maybe okay. maybe hint hint us and maybe we should review that one next <laughs> which one sorry uh, weathering with you <laughs> Because <laughs> that seems to be... keep Keeps coming up in the conversation. But we'll see. It is Janime. We get one more episode. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if, if you want to try and going in, like, a, a slightly different
2: direction, if you want to see, like, something more action-oriented, if you guys haven't seen stuff like akira or if you've seen stuff like haven't seen stuff like uh um uh, the real Elite battle angel um right and stuff like that you know there's there's a bunch of stuff out there um even even stuff that like like speed racer is um i know is very 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 uh heavily inspired by it, you know its japanese animation roots even though it's definitely more of a in a western context but you know, I think that's something worth exploring too.
0: Right. But they get it as far as like a more like kind of like opposite spectrum, and more kind of getting like yeah, kind of actiony. There's like uh, Netflix actually, where I think it has it. Actually, it was a pretty good adaptation of uh, yeah, of Castlevania. That whole like animated yeah. series, uh-huh. really good adaptation.
2: Nah, yeah yeah that was very very well received but yeah no definitely i'm I'm excited that you guys are doing this Janime and yeah i'm I'm excited to see what your next episode is and me yeah too. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I hope um, I've done enough to garner a, a second visit in the future.
1: Well, as so far, everyone who's been on our show is more than welcome to come on again.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, i would love to yes. have you back on. Adam. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Was a pleasure. That.
1: I yeah. I'm I can't help but think Adam that as your brother listens to this, he's thinking <laughs> he's he's like full of jealousy and just mouthing over that should be me. That should be me. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah,
2: your brother
1: I... loves anime yeah it's yeah
2: i i enjoy anime i'm I'm an anime lover dan it's all dan watches (laughs) my brother uh so yeah he'll he'll be definitely looking on with a sense of jealousy but um i do believe i i hope i did him proud first and foremost um but secondly, I, I he I hope he definitely agrees with a lot of our opinion.
1: Yes. Uh I play this game with Dan where I say, All right, give me three anime based on American football and he does. He comes up with four. Yeah,
2: it's it's yes. insane. Our yes. brother is an encyclopedia for anime. Right. It's, it's really funny.
1: All right. Well, it has been a blast. And Indeed. as we edge closer to hour two, I need mm. to do some editing. But I loved every minute of this. And Tim, um, please leave Adam's body. Um, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. He needs to, he needs to sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. Uh, we miss you, Tim. But we know you'll be back soon. Yes. I I hope that uh, the
2: next time I'm on, I get to to hang out with with Uh Tim in my own, in our own respective bodies. Yes, absolutely.
1: So anyways, thank you for showing up. Go to our Discord um retrologic discord we are full of people just having these geeky and wonderful conversations and uh we wouldn't have known about this movie if they hadn't brought it up to talk about so yeah
3: um
1: we want to know what movie we we should be looking at next so let us know and everyone have a good eastern night (laughs) i don't know i don't know how the west is doing right now it's like 10 o'clock
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. thank y'all for listening
1: yeah (laughs) I've been Adam. I've been Mike. And I've been Estan. (laughs)
3: Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.